All right, guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Hoops Podcast. It is Thursday, June 21st, 2018. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to share a recent interview we did on the Marching to Madness podcast with Texas A&M head coach Billy Kennedy. Uh, as always, I share any interviews we do with SEC coaches over there, over here on the Southeast Hoops Podcast as well, uh, so that way no one misses it. But we did get a chance to catch up with Billy Kennedy earlier in the week and kind of talk about this Texas A&M program moving forward. Of course, as the day this episode releases is the 2018 NBA Draft. Robert Williams likely going to hear his name called, uh, most likely within the top 15 of that draft and have a chance to really be very successful at the next level. But of course, that means he won't be returning uh, to College Station for another season. So that kind of puts Billy Kennedy and company in a situation where they're they're going to be a little more creative, I think, with terms of how they play. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different style, I think, going forward because it's not just Robert Williams, but guys like Tyler Davis, DJ Hogue, both of those guys uh, decide to pursue professional opportunities. Tony Troach Morelos also graduated, not back. Um, so that that size is, you know, we kept talking about sort of the uh, having three six ten guys the way Texas A&M did. That size, you know, they were certainly one of the larger teams in the country uh, in terms of what they could do with those guys. But now, you know, I think they're going to have a, a chance to sort of be a little more perimeter oriented. And we talked with Billy Kennedy about that. Uh, and he mentioned kind of his days at Murray State and so how they played a bit faster there. That may be what we see from the Aggies because their their strengths are going to lie on the perimeter. When you look at guys they have coming back, Admon Gilder, uh, he withdrew from the NBA draft, so he's back for his senior season. We talked about how that that process is going to help benefit him uh, going into you know a year where he's going to be kind of the guy. I think when you look at it, uh, based on you know what he's done for that program, a very versatile guard uh, can do a lot of different things. Well, he's going to be someone that's really going to be the focus. Uh, of that offense and then of course tj starks he really emerged as a freshman uh we talked a little bit about him and sort of his development what does he need to do to continue to expand his game and then texas a&m is going to have some newcomers uh in the mix they've got some juco guys coming in plus they've got a guy in josh nebo who set out uh last year transferred over from st francis he'll said he set out now he'll get a chance to step on the court and i think you can tell in the interview that i think uh billy's pretty excited about his opportunity and I think he thinks that that Nebo could be one of the more underrated guys uh, going into the season Uh, and then they add uh, Christian Mekawulu who's someone who comes over from Tennessee State a guy with a lot of experience played very well uh, last year for the Tigers and Dana Ford Uh, so he's someone that's going to factor in right away so we talked a lot about that and sort of their approach this summer Uh, what are they really trying to focus on with this group as they go throughout the summer and get ready for practice uh, to get going there uh later in the year so we talked about a lot of different things within the program uh so let's go ahead and jump into the interview with texas a&m head coach billy kennedy all right guys welcome back in to the marching to madness podcast we're excited to welcome back in texas a&m head coach billy kennedy and coach uh, before we kind of dive into the team there this offseason the nba draft is approaching obviously you love to have everyone back but as a coach what's it like for you just to kind of be able to see these guys have that opportunity to reach that next level well, one, it means we've got good players and we get players that can help us win at a high level. And so a lot of these kids, it's been a dream for since they started playing basketball at an early age. And so I uh, know for Robert Williams, and I'm looking forward to seeing how he 
where he comes out in the draft because he did a lot of good things for us in two years' time. And I'm happy and excited for him and his family. And Coach, uh, Admon Gilder someone who went through that process as well, returning for, for his senior season there. Uh, as you've had guys go through that process before, what do you feel like will be the biggest benefit for him having entered that and now coming back and using those experiences going forward? Well, he was able to work out for a couple of NBA teams and get their feedback from them and, and recognize that another year of college basketball was something that he could use as far as improving his game and and prepare himself for the next level, whether it's playing overseas or playing in the NBA. I think until you go through the process, you don't realize how hard it is because for whatever reason, young kids, they don't, they all think they can make it to the NBA because they've made it where they've been before, but that's a special league and you can't just make it off of talent. You can't just make it off of hard work. You got to have a combination of everything. And I think that's the one thing Admon recognizes that he needed to come back and there were some areas he could improve on and he's hoping to do it in his senior year. Coach TJ Starks started to play like a savvy veteran over the last half of the season. I was really impressed with his game here against North Carolina. You guys won 86-65 and around the 32. So what are the expectations for him and Admon as a backcourt duo working off each other this upcoming season? Well, TJ finished strong for us, but there's some things that he knows he can get better. Just understanding pace, playing with knowing when to slow down, knowing when not to look to score, knowing how to move the ball, and, and being a true point guard. He's a scoring guard who's having to learn how to play at, at a different pace. He likes to go one speed, and I know when we play against Carolina, they got up and down the court. And he had a good flow going in that particular game. But then against Michigan, we really converged on him and, and played him a little bit different way. He, he struggled. And so he's got to learn how to play it against different styles that are approaching him defensively and, and, and think the offense and think the game a little bit better than he did this past year because teams are going to adjust to him. And Carolina played it straight up. And so he was able to get into a flow and have some success. Coach, with the losses of the big guys up front, how do you envision tweaking the offense to maybe being, I guess, more perimeter-oriented just based on, uh, you know, what you've had, right. sorry, done in the past years? Well, when I was the head coach at Murray State, we played a little bit faster and we were more perimeter-oriented. And you watching all these teams, whether it's the Golden State Warriors, in the NBA, or Villanova, the success they had of teams playing small, playing four guards on the floor. That's something we've been experiencing with this summer uh, in the workouts we've started the last couple of weeks. Is the strength of our team is going to be our perimeter. We lost some really good front-line guys, and although we have a couple coming back, the strength of our team is going to be in the perimeter. And with the three-point line, that's how the game's being played, played differently. you got to be able to take advantage of the threes and spacing and, and putting your best team on the floor for us this year, maybe playing four guards. Coach, uh, I'm curious about a guy like Josh Nebo and what he's going to add to the mix. He sat out last year due to NCAA transfer roles, came from St. Francis, was a, a just a tremendous bl- shot blocker there and has good size. How do you feel like he's going to be able to make an impact for you guys there right away? 
think he'll be one of the, the biggest surprises in the country because uh, offensively he's a lot better than we thought he was, and he's worked extremely hard in the offseason and in, in, in practice going against Tyler Davis and Robert Williams every day, only made him better. And uh, He's an explosive athletic guy who's very good defensively, but he can do some things offensively too, and uh, we've been excited to see his progress and what his work ethic's done. He's, he's going to play a big part in, in our success this year. Another guy you will add to the mix, and someone, me being a Nashville locally, got a chance to see a lot, and that's uh, Christian Mekawulu who comes over. He has an opportunity uh, to contribute for you guys. What do you feel like are the dynamics within his game that will kind of really fit into what you guys want to do next year? He's also a really good defender. He blocks shots, and his athleticism and maturity of being a three-year player at Tennessee State. And, uh, he scored with angles a little bit different than Josh Nebo. Um, he's probably better around the basket than Josh and uh, a little bit better offensively. He's proven in, at Tennessee State. Uh, we're looking forward to getting him here at school. We haven't, we don't have him here yet, so we're just going off of film and, and what we've seen. And he's had big games against some really good players you know, in the last few years. Coach, you had a, a couple of nice JUCO guards as well into the mix. Uh, Combo guard and Wendell Mitchell, and then Brandon Mahan. Uh, how do you see these guys fitting in? Are they are they going to work? Are they going to work in right away? I think both of them will be good players for us, you know, right away. I think Brandon Mahan was a fifty-one percent three-point shooter. He made eighty-eight threes at Chipola Junior College, and has three years left. He was a freshman this past year and uh, really can shoot the ball. And Again, playing four guards is something his size. He's 6'5", allows us to play him in in, those, in that spot and take advantage of the three-point line. Wendell Mitchell played two years at Baylor, and so he's got good Division One experience and had a very successful season at Trinity Valley where he made it to the national tournament. He was one of the better JUCO guards in the country, and we really like his experience and maturity haven't played at the Division One level before. So we think they'll be great additions and have a chance of being our top eight or nine uh, right away. Nice non-conference schedule as well. I see a home-and-home home, uh, taking place with Gonzaga, Boston College, and Oregon State. Yeah, we, we, and we play Kansas State in the Big 12 SEC Challenge who made it to the Elite Eight, and they've got everybody back. So we've got a tough Preseason schedule. We're also in a tournament in Vancouver with Washington and University of Minnesota and Santa Clara. So we've got some tough games this year, and I just think that's the way college basketball has, has, has to be played. Now you have to play a tough preseason schedule just to give yourself any advantage when it comes to Selection Sunday because it's so hard to get into the NCAA tournament in basketball, probably more so than any other sport. And, Coach, uh, finally, as you go throughout the summer here, like we've talked about, you have some new guys that will kind of join the mix, plus you'll have guys that are stepping into more expanded roles. Uh, what's sort of the biggest focus you feel like going through this summer for you and your staff, both on the court maybe off the court, as you try to build chemistry with these new guys? Well, again, we're playing – we know we're going to have to play a little bit different than we've played in the past. and Just – introducing some of that and getting a good feel for our guys. Skill development is something we spend a lot of time on and really shooting the ball in the offseason. We spend a lot of time getting a lot of shots up and 
I really like the culture we have here with our guys' work ethic. They, they're in the gym. They're working. Um, they're doing the right things. And we really feel like we got a chance to surprise some people by playing a little bit differently and, and, and surprise some people, hopefully, with some success because we, we've got a good group that had a lot of experience last year with Savion Flag and J.J. Chandler, T.J. Starks, and Admon Gill, the four perimeter guys that played on a really good team. And, and had some experience and so um, really just excited about this group and being able to do some things differently and hopefully play a little bit faster offensively. Coach, uh, thanks as always for taking the time to do this. We always love talking to you and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again here in the near future. Well, thanks for having me. I love talking basketball this time of the year. All right, that was the conversation with Texas A&M head coach Billy Kennedy. Like I mentioned earlier on, I think Texas A&M is going to be a team that it's probably going to be tough to get a read on, uh, at least this point, this early in the offseason, because you know what they lost. You know that they did lose the, the big guys in Davis and Williams, someone in DJ Hogue who could shoot, uh, do some things with his size. Like we said, I think a very underrated uh, player in Tony Troach Morelos who, who really made a big impact for them. And you just can't you can't teach that, that size to what they had in that front line for the Aggies. Um, but now they will move forward with uh, more guard-oriented offense, I think, and we'll be able to see guys like Starks continue to make his jump forward. Admon Gilder really become the primary focus uh, of that team here, I think, going into next season. And then you just have to see how, how the rest of the guys sort of add to the mix. Savion Flagg, J.J. Chandler, he mentioned two guys that got quality minutes as freshmen. Now they're going to have to really step into expanded roles here uh, going forward, of course. Uh, so it's really just a matter of seeing how all these pieces mesh together without the big guys there uh, on the court. But they'll still have an opportunity, I think, to be uh, very competitive this year. And it's just going to be one of those things where people might kind of overlook this Texas A&M team based solely on what they lost. When you look at this team on paper, it's going to be easy to look at some of these other SEC teams and say, well, there's a little more depth there. There's a little more things that we seem to know. With Texas A&M, there's a few more unknowns. So we'll see how the Aggies continue to develop here throughout the summer Uh, as they get ready to go into another season coming off a Sweet 16 appearance. It'll definitely be a a new-look sort of uh, approach, I think, for Texas A&M this upcoming season. So thanks again to Billy Kennedy for joining us on the podcast, and thank you, as always, for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Just go over to iTunes, search for Southeast Hoops there. That way you get all these episodes delivered to you as soon as they go up. Of course, southeasthoops.com. That's where you'll find uh, all the written stuff I do pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, there's always stuff going up over there. A lot of it is news-based at this point in the offseason, but I am starting to really develop uh, some stuff that I think you guys are going to enjoy. It'll not only be in written form, it'll be in podcast form. Try and put together some fun series for you as we go uh, throughout the offseason and head towards the start of the 2018-19 season. Uh, so I think if you're an SEC basketball fan, you're going to enjoy some of the stuff we have coming up. Uh, so be sure you subscribe to the podcast. And, of course, be sure you head over to southeasttoops.com uh, every day. That way you don't miss any of the new stories we have going up over there. So thanks, as always, for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time.